0: I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. Today on the program, we're looking at wars, past, present, and possibly future. We start with former Republican Senator Chuck Hagel, the nominee to head the Pentagon. He faced intense questioning in Senate confirmation hearings today. Senator John McCain grilled him on his opposition to the troop surge in Iraq. Critics say they're worried Hagel might be reluctant to use U.S. military force, and he tried to dispel that today when he dealt with the issue of Iran getting nuclear weapons.
1: And as I've said in the past... Many times, all options must be on the table to achieve that goal. My policy has always been the same as the president's, one of prevention, not of containment.
0: Earlier this week, former Senator John Kerry was confirmed as Secretary of State, and if Hagel's confirmed, it would be the first time two Vietnam vets hold two top cabinet positions. Author and Vietnam vet Tim O'Brien has written a lot about the Vietnam War, including the classic The Things They Carried. I asked him about the lingering impact of the conflict on Kerry and Hegel.
1: Aging and uh, positions of power can influence uh, a psyche as much as an experience such as Vietnam. But uh, in Hegel's case, for example, he was not only in Vietnam, he was in Vietnam as as a sergeant, an enlisted man. And uh, both men, both Kerry and Hagel, saw combat. And I think you return from an experience like that with the knowledge that bullets and bombs and artillery shells and so on can kill the enemy. But bombs and artillery shells and bullets can also manufacture an enemy. A bullet strikes a six year old kid in the head. You've got one very angry mom and dad. The multiplier effect is enormous. It can be counterproductive, not achieving the goals you want, but instead manufacturing problems.
0: Do you think for both Hegel and Kerry, they're likely to be more cautious in the use of force? Or is it just too simplistic?
1: Well, I hope that they would be more cautious as a consequence of their experiences in Vietnam. I mean, what's wrong with caution? It astonishes me that Hegel's being criticized for possibly becoming too cautious. There are dead people. It's not an abstract issue for someone who's been in combat. It may be abstract to civilians and to officers back in the rear echelon area. But to someone who's had to carry your dead friends and look at the dead enemy soldiers, uh, it's not an abstract issue. It's uh, an issue that goes into your bones, and I hope it's gone into the bones of Mr. Uh, Hagel and Mr. Carey.
0: It was interesting to hear uh, Chuck Hagel's narrative today uh, during his confirmation hearings. Uh, We were reminded of his family's almost, you know, kind of destiny to serve in the military. His father was in World War II, grandfather in World War I. There he was in Vietnam, two purple hearts, shrapnel in his chest, uh, a war hero. How did it affect him personally? I mean, maybe you have an anecdote that is worth mentioning.
1: It affected him the way it affected all of us in the last analysis that war is hell and it's ugly and it's nasty. The images of heroism are, you know, now and then true, but there's the overwhelming temper of war is ugly and nasty on a day-by-day, second-by-second basis, kicking around civilians, peeing in wells, busting into people's houses, rolling in with your armor, intimidating people. It's ugly, not just in the sense of atrocity, it's ugly in its daily second-by-second ethos.
0: Tim O'Brien, you served as an infantryman in Vietnam. When did the ground shift for you and kind of change your essential notions of war?
1: Uh, It shifted on a hot day in 1969. It was July. And we had taken two casualties earlier in the day. We entered a village. The middle of this village was a a village well. And at the well stood an old man, 70, 80 years old, He was completely blind. His eyes looked like little aluminum disks. And for about a half an hour, that old man dipped into his well with a wooden bucket and gave us showers, dumping the water on us and saying, good water for good GIs. It could have been a pigeon English. And at one point, one of my fellow soldiers, a kid named Tom from my home state of Minnesota, picked up a little carton of milk and from two or maybe three feet away, hurled that carton of milk at the old man's head, hit him in the face. The man lost his balance, fell down. After a moment, he stood up, milk just dribbling down his on his face, little cut over his eye. The village had gone silent. All the kids who had been giggling a little bit before were dead silent. That village, that old man, that moment lasts inside me even though there was no real bloodshed in a way that will never go away
0: what was it about that moment was it the random cruelty of it
1: it was the inexplicability of it the question of why why would a man do this granted we had lost two men earlier in the day granted we were feeling full of anger and sorrow but still that old man had nothing to do with it and that's an example of what I meant when I said a bit earlier that war can have the effects that are precisely the reverse of your intentions to save a world for democracy, to win the hearts and minds of villagers. Uh,
0: Tim O'Brien, do you as a Vietnam veteran feel more encouraged that two Vietnam veterans will likely be secretaries of defense and state? Does that make a difference to you?
1: Yes, a huge difference. I've had an experience face to face as I did with the horrors of war, its sinfulness and nastiness. And when uh, one of these men is being criticized as possibly too cautious, I wanna yell at the top of my lungs, how can one be too cautious? You can't be too cautious.
0: Tim O'Brien, author of the Vietnam era classic, The Things They Carried, he now lives and works in Central Texas where he teaches at Texas State University, San Marcos. Very good to hear your thoughts, Tim O'Brien.
1: Thank you, Marco.